Welcome to Scrollin', a podcast about the Elder Scrolls Online. I'm Ket. I'm Davius. This is episode number 28. I've been doing mostly BGs this week. I'm, I'm pretty much back to just, this is like Battlegrounds Online for me now, <laughs> is like what this game is. You finally recovered from the, the group battlegrounds going away. You know, it's it's been enough time for grieving, so now back to battle. I guess so. I guess I've just kind <laughs> of accepted that this is the new reality. Um, uh, it feels good, though. This is like the main thing that I've been into in this game for basically since it was introduced. Uh, and I really like it. And I kind of got away from it for a while. We were doing a lot of Imperial City uh, mm-hmm. kind of in place of this, in place of uh, battlegrounds. But I, I've been... Getting drawn back to Battlegrounds, and I think what I like about it so much is just that um, I think it's real easy to kind of see how different classes and builds and specs and stuff stack up against each other in Battlegrounds. It's a it's it's the closest thing to a level playing field that we have that we so like you know you and I both we like to experiment with a lot of different builds and stuff uh, and just see what works and what doesn't work and uh, uh, Battlegrounds is just the the perfect place to to test that stuff out and experiment. Yeah, it's it really is just the purest form of PvP in the game. I mean, every 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 there's so many different parts of PvP that are a lot of fun in the game, but Battlegrounds is just the purest part that you can really see how a build stacks up, how your you know how your actual skills stack up. It's yeah, and it's like just you can just jump right in and just get in some fights right away. You don't have to. Yep. You know, like in Cyrodiil, you're you're you got to play Oof. horse horse simulator to get to any fights, and if you die, you're just going to have to do that again. It's kind of frustrating. <laughs> and Imperial City has its own kind of version of that. You have to travel quite a bit to find fights. Uh, yeah, I, I like I like the battlegrounds. Is just you're just right up in the action right away. It's uh, it's really fun. It's um it's been tough lately though, man. Um, it's I'm I'm reminded a lot of the old dot meta. Uh, it really feels a lot like that now. Um, not that it's, dots, you know, dots aren't what they were back then, but um, we're in a, we're very much in a proc set meta right now. Yep. And it's a very similar thing where I just kind of peek out from behind a corner for a second, <laughs> and suddenly I have like so many negative effects on me that like, <laughs> you know, a player doesn't even have to be focusing me, and I'm like struggling for my life. Uh, yep. Uh, Venomous smite. Is the, yeah, I was know, just, I was just about to say, one. guaranteed one of those negative effects on you is Venomous Smite. Guaranteed. Oh yeah, for sure. And man, that thing is vicious too, uh, and you have to really watch out because, uh, you know, just one person can apply that uh, to your entire group. And if you're all standing close to each other, like, like you're really supposed to do in a battleground, but now you're all overlapping each other with that Venomous, venomous Smite. So everyone has a four stack of that on them just from one player spamming yep. like arrow spray on them or something like that gets um, nasty real quick yeah and i've been working on a stam dk build that i think is a really strong build maybe in, in a different meta but I'm, I'm starting to think in this meta it, it may not be so great uh just it's a it's a medium armor uh melee like straight up brawler build so it's just a, a two-hander and dual wield on the other bar so she can't do anything without being face to face like you know within seven meters of an enemy uh, and I mean, at the moment you get that close to anyone, you're just, you have so many different procs, uh, on you, uh, at a time. Like you just walk through someone's caltrops or something like that. And it's like, I don't, no one even has to be attacking me and I'm like struggling to stay alive. 
That's um, that's actually a really good point. That may be the thing. You know, I agree with you. This it really feels like, you know, we're having flashbacks to that that dot meta where it's just you're just on high alert at all times. But maybe the thing that reminds me the most about it is that it's it is a tough world out there for melee right now. I mean, big time. Ranged ranged is loving this proc meta, which is exactly you know ranged love the dot meta, and you just. It, that distance you have to travel to get to melee to hit start hitting these characters, you know you're yeah. half health below half health by the time you get to them, and you're you're already on the defensive before you even get anything out there. You really have to be like you have to play if you're if you're a melee spec, it has to be a hit and run. Like you have to have yeah. some sort of like movement, some sort of speed to get out of trouble when you need to, and you need to be packing a ton of damage to get the job done quickly. Yeah. And you got to get out of there. So I mean, like Stam Sorks, they're they're doing pretty well. Um, yeah. But that's because they have streak. That's really main. The main reason is because they just have that one ability that helps them get in and out of trouble really easily. Yeah, Stam Sorks are doing well, and and the you know the ironically, well not ironically, but interestingly, the the favorite right now is bow builds. If you're stamina, you know, to to I think it's take advantage yeah. of that range. Oh yeah, totally. Like my, uh, I've been playing with my uh, stamina necromancer bow build here lately. That I've really he's he's one of the stamina stamina characters I've been having the most success with, and it's I think largely for that reason because I can do a lot of damage from like twenty eight meters away, yep. uh, and and kind of stay out of a lot of that that grossness that's going up going on like up in that brawl. Yep, so, same thing for me is my stam warden my bow build. That's the one that I've been having by far the most success with. And then also, you know, he has the the niche that is cleansing to help with the, the cleansing of things. So yeah. same thing for me. It's the if your stamina bow bow is the kind of the the, the favorite right now for sure. Yeah, it's just yeah, because you can actually do something without you know, without all without ten stacks of venomous smite on you. Uh, <laughs> I've been playing with my my old main again as well, uh, old Betsy, my my stamina Templar. I've been spending some more time with her uh, this week as well. It always just you you know how it is like with your main. Yes. You like you just go back to your main after some time away. You've been spending some time with some other characters, and it's been fun. It's been great. But then you you get back on that main, and it's just like, ah, oh, hey baby, I miss you. <laughs> you know, like you it's so. just it just feels so good. Um, and and actually. Um, that, I think that's another uh, exception to what we're saying about melee builds. I think Stamplar, uh, I, Stamplar feels pretty good to me in Battlegrounds, but just because you have that cleanse, so you get you get all yeah. those stacks of venomous smite or whatever else is being applied to you. You just cleanse them right off, and it's no big deal. And I have my inspect to be really, really fast as well, so I kind of have both of those things going for me. I can I can get out of trouble. Uh, kind of I have that hit and run sort of playstyle, like get a get a quick kill, then get back out of trouble. Plus, I can cleanse off all that all that grossness. Uh, so I feel like Stamplar is in a pretty good spot. Um, yeah. Magplar as well, obviously. And I think uh, this next patch coming up, proc sets across the board basically are getting buffed in general. And we're, we're very much <laughs> in a proc meta right now. And that's just, we're doubling down on that big time. Uh, Double so down. This is coming Monday. Um, so I guess just get ready for that. Uh, I think... I think we're probably we're actually heading for I think a pretty tanky meta because I think people are are already starting to get tired of just dying so quickly uh, right now and in no CP PvP man you just it's it's even in the sweaty matches with really good players there's just a, a, there's a huge death count going on yeah 
so I think we're going to start seeing like high HP, like high resistance, really tanky builds that are relying a lot on procs for, for a lot of their damage. Yeah, I feel like kind of going back to what you said is that if you've, if you've got a stamina character and you're not using a bow, you better have that ring of the wild hunt on. <laughs> you better get that thing on the build if you're otherwise, like you said, you really need to hit and run with a bow. Um, yeah. The other thing I was going to say is it, it's interesting that how we're talking about battlegrounds right now is just there's a lot of death counts. It's it's really reminding us of the dot meta, but in PvP areas with CP, you know, it almost seems kind of normal to me. Like I've been in Cyrodiil a lot this week, and when I'm getting in one-on-one fights, you know, back. Before this meta, you know, I felt like Battlegrounds was like really perfect, right? Really in the sweet spot. But in CP PvP, I felt like you just it took forever to kill anybody. Everybody was invincible. And now it's interesting that it's it's almost like you can have one or the other. That in yeah. a CP PvP area right now, I feel like I can actually kill people. I feel like it's pretty good fights. But you go into a battleground, and it's just you know, any, anytime you touch, yeah, anytime you touch someone, they're dead. Then you get touched, and you're dead. Uh, so yes. it's it's kind of like a, I don't know if you know maybe that's by design, but it's kind of like a, both of them can't find the sweet spot. Yeah, I know a lot of people ask for like let just just delete CP from PvP in general. <laughs> I know I personally would probably be fine with that, but I know a lot of players would like straight quit the game if that happens. So I don't I don't yeah. know if that's a a viable solution or not, but. I know you're you're totally right though. It's either either CP PVP feels good or non CP PVP feels good. Hardly ever do they both feel good. Yeah. Uh, and and speaking of Cyrodiil, um, I was in it this week. And when I was just what if I just had one person within fifty meters of me, it felt good. You know, it felt like a good fight. Um, but outside of that, the performance is just it's brutal right now. It is. It's yeah. a tough. It's a tough, tough go. What uh, was the pop like when you were in there? It was pop locks. I mean, it's you know, it's the last. This is the last week of the campaign, um, so I actually had oh, yeah. pretty long wait times just to get in. And uh, you know, I hopped in multiple days with multiple characters. That's pretty much what I spent most of my week doing was it was Cyrodiil. Um, one of the days, I think it was earlier in the week, uh, I was on my Stam Warden Fairclaw, and that day. The performance was terrible, but I was in a phenomenal group. I mean, I think we took, I think we took like seven keeps in like an hour and a half. Like we were just going wow. from keep to keep to keep, just annihilating. Just zoom, was you know, it like a was someone doing like an emperor push or something? Um, no, I mean, I think we. There, I mean, we just had a real organized group. Everybody was staying on crown, and we were just doing really good. We had a really good leader. Crown was given really good instructions. Uh, cool. and taking us on a good path. So that was fun to a degree, but it was just when you're in those fights and we were in that little organized group, I, I mean, just all strategy. The performance was so bad. I just felt like strategy went out the window. Like when we were taking the keeps, I was just kind of spamming one ability because it was like, I can't do my rotation. Yeah, it's not possible. That's what's, it's, that's what's kind of funny about these AOE tests and like, kind of blaming aoe spam for the performance issues when i feel like the performance issues are the reason for the aoe spam you know that's like the only play style that's actually viable because yeah. of the performance you know yeah I, I mean i wasn't even trying i mean i'll be honest on the very first keep we were taking i actually tried and then it was just it wasn't impossible and so i was just running with the group i was light attacking and you know i was trying to just do my spammable 
but that's pretty much all I did. And it was, you know, it worked. We were very, very successful, but there's just not any more you can do with just how bad the performance is. Um, yeah. And then later in the week, I uh, I was in with my uh, Stam Sork, and it did, that day was the opposite. That day did not go well. It was just trying to defend keep uh, keeps all night long, and we just kept losing keep and losing keep. But still, the same thing with the performance. It just uh, I'd actually, and especially with the Stam Sork, it really hurt those performance issues with the Stam Sork because I mean they're just with the Stam Sork. Anybody who plays it knows you got to be moving a lot. You got to be you know, it's a you know, high you sh- actions per minute. Exactly. You, you got to move a lot. You got to be clicking things. And I would try to pick fights and try to pick, you know, people off the corner of the, the you know, the edges of the group. And it was, it was a frustrating night to say the least. Cause it just, I'd click the streak button and then just sit there for eight seconds. And then I would streak and somehow I would die halfway through my streak. And so I would just yeah. streak as a corpse and then just land as a corpse. It was, <laughs> it was tough. It was tough. Um, I guess that's the 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 good part of the good side of the performance issues are the the wacky bug animation <laughs> bugs that you run into. <laughs> Those do get entertaining. Um, anytime, anytime you're hopping on a mount in Cyrodiil this week, it's a solid four seconds to get to actually get on the mount. So, uh, I guess all in all, what I'm saying with this is is that I am excited that they're diving into Cyrodiil with these tests. Like, you know, we've said this multiple yeah. times now. It, a fix has to happen there. It just, I, I, Something's all week go. long, yeah, all week long, I just couldn't help but think those people that are making Emperor pushes right now, major kudos to those people's patience because yeah. I can't imagine constantly playing in Cyrodiil. I did it this one week, and for the most part, I was miserable by the end of this week. I just, it made me miss Imperial City, made me miss Battlegrounds. Um, and I think it was extra tough because the last time I really spent a lot of time in Cyrodiil, was we talked about this was um, during the uh, mid year mayhem when performance was actually really good they opened up all the different things and and we talked about it that's not really the fix that was kind of a you know they wanted that event they knew that event was going to have high traffic so they did a temporary performance uh, boon during that time um, but man going from that memory of Cyrodiil to this week. Oof, that was a that was like a night and day difference. I know it, was, it really. That's that's the worst part about those events is they're so much fun, and then we know at the end we got to go back. Uh, <laughs> it is. It was. It was a tough going from going from that performance to this performance. Um, yeah, it just it, it, and like I said, especially on the stamp sork, I was on him last night, and it just you just I just couldn't I couldn't even play with him. I just got my um, got my level one so I could get my uh, transmute crystals, and then just got out of there. Um, yeah, I haven't really. I did a little bit of Cyrodiil. I guess when I was in there, it wasn't it wasn't quite that bad, but the pop wasn't as high when I was there. Yeah, I think I think most this week, uh, all three factions were pretty much pop blocked. Yeah, uh, people get that that last week. minute transmute grind. Yeah, to get those transmute crystals. It ends like it's over now. By the time anyone's listening to this, it's over. So. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, we did the um, late last night. I did hop on. Um, with my Stam Crow a little bit, and I did have some fun. Um, the hammer popped, what is it, Vol- Volundrum? Is that what it's called? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we actually, we had an EP um, person have that. He was actually experienced with it, and so I followed him around a little bit. Performance was terrible, but it was pretty funny just to watch. It's crazy to watch that hammer in action. That it's thing's just, absurd. It's insane. It's just yeah. mowing through 
I'm talking tens and tens and tens of people. I probably watched him just mow through an army of probably, I want to say at least 25, 30 people. And there was maybe like five of us around the hammer at the time. And we were just, we weren't even doing anything, but you know, and he was doing all the stuff and, um, it was, it was pretty funny to, to watch that thing go. And, and he was very successful. I followed him around and, uh, we took, took a couple keeps and, and defended a couple keeps. And then, um, I finally called it a night, but it was pretty cool. It's pretty cool to see that thing in action, especially when somebody knows how to use that thing. And this guy was very skilled with it. So it was pretty cool to see, uh, what he was able to do with that thing. It was pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Those, uh, those Zerg fights with, with someone with Volendrung, is, it's always a, a wild time because <laughs> everyone sees it on the map and it just draws everyone there. And it always ends up being a, a massive thing. Yeah. It re- every time I see it, it reminds me of that intro to the, the Lord of the Rings movie where the giant guy is just swinging the base and people are just flying off like, by the <laughs> 20. That's how I feel every time somebody knows how to use that thing and they're uh, in Cyrodiil swinging that thing. That's cool. Um, let's see what else. Uh, I have some, I had some other stuff here. Uh, I know last time I was talking about, um, playing with my mag blade, I, I kind of made a commitment to, to be a good, uh, mag blade PVP or so I've, I've been playing with them, uh, some more to, you know, towards that effort there. Um, and it is a challenge. I gotta say, I still, uh, my, my opinion hasn't changed that mag blades have their challenges for sure. Uh, and I, <laughs> I you know I'm trying a lot of different strategies, a lot of different setups, different kind of skill loadouts and stuff. Uh, and you know I'll I'll go I'll play some battlegrounds and stuff and and kind of see how I can do, see what kind of results I can get. And you know mediocre to sometimes like not quite not quite even mediocre <laughs> results. Uh, and so I'll be thinking like okay maybe I'm having an off day, uh, maybe maybe you know just today's not my day. Uh, but then I'll log in with a different character, just any other character of mine and I do all right, <laughs> you know, it goes, goes really well. <laughs> it, it goes, it goes okay. Uh, so, you know, I'm sure, sh- I'm sure it's partially just, you know, Magblade just doesn't excel in that kind of environment. Just their, their toolkit just isn't super well tuned for that environment. Uh, but I'm not giving up yet. I think that they do have potential. I've had enough good matches that I see the potential there. I see, I think when I find that groove, when I get into that groove, it feels really good and it's really rewarding and really, really fun. Uh, so I'm sticking with it. I think one thing, and I, I hate to say it because it bums me out, but I think I'm going to have to um, stop using Torg's Pact. Um, which is a set. favorite sets. I really love that set. And it's, uh, and it's, it's really good on a mag blade, but, uh, the problem is it's so uh, that set is so super dependent on bar swapping because uh, you have to to get to get everything out of that set you have to constantly be activating your weapon glyphs on both bars, right? And so like if you're, if you're using Torx Pact, your your damage buff, like your your build's main damage buff is probably going to be your infused weapon damage glyph on your back bar resto staff, or that's what it is for me. It's like you know, 600 something, uh, weapon or spell damage. It's a lot. Gotcha. Um, so I'm having to constantly swap back to that, to, to proc that glyph and then back to my front bar to actually do my damage combo and stuff. Uh, and something I've said before, and something I think a lot of people understand about Magblade 
is their combo is very, very predictable, and you have to kind of play this guessing game with your enemy and kind of trick them into like dodging at a time you know when they think they should but actually it wasn't the right time or whatever you kind of have to play these weird timing games with your enemies and i i find that between doing that and constantly having to bar swap to reproc that glyph i'm 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 like missing these micro windows of opportunity that i i might have gotten that kill if i wasn't busy trying to juggle all that stuff going on there um so do you have a do you have a plan for what you're possibly going to switch towards back out for? I don't know yet. There's a few um, like I was using uh, Ancient Dragon Guard um, for a little while. Isn't that the one that gives you uh, weapon and spell damage when you're above fifty percent, and it gives yep. you resistance when you're below fifty percent? That's so the one. That's a pretty good set. Let me go back to that one. Um, but I think the the main thing is I need to <clears throat> I need to use something where basically. My entire offense is on the front bar only, and I don't. I only go to the back bar for like rebuffing and and healing and, and going on defense. And that's how most of my builds are kind of set up that way anyway. Um, yeah. So um, that won't be a difficult adjustment to make, I don't think. I just need to figure out what set uh, I'm going to use. Uh, I think Agent Dragon Guard's a good one. Um, I might just use Spinner. It's always a effective always, set. Always clutch. <laughs> yeah, always works. Um, What's so nice about Torig's Pact is that it's, uh, it's with that said, it's all about light attack weaving, right? You have to light attack weave to get anything at all out of it. And uh, a Nightblade as a class is highly incentivized to always be uh, light attack weaving. They have, they have multiple class mechanics that basically are designed around the concept of light attack weaving. So I, I like how that set synergizes with the, the Nightblade class especially. Um, and it's getting buffed so much. It's going to be a juicy, juicy set. Uh, it already is, but um, I think I think it's just it's too much. The, all the bar swapping and stuff. I'm just missing my combos too much of the time. Uh, so I gotta I gotta use something that's gonna allow me to just stay on that front bar for my for my offense. So Agent Dragon Guard, Spinner, uh, maybe even just Julianos, um, something like that. Yeah, something that'll allow you that front bar allow you to be a little bit more um, unpredictable with your. With your hits a yeah more creative a little more uh unpredictable or like a little more capable of seizing the opportunity at a moment's notice you know like i i would constantly find myself like okay flipping to my back bar to reproc my damage glyph but like while i'm back there there is an opportunity to execute the enemy but by the time i flip to my front bar that that tiny little window of opportunity is gone and i missed it um, yeah so uh, so that's kind of what I'm thinking about on the Magblade. That's that's the next kind of thing I'm thinking there is that the, I need to make that adjustment and maybe I'll start having a little bit better success. That's kind of where my mind's at. I'm trying to think of what else I've been doing this week. I, I started um, I started the Clockwork City quest again. You did start up the grind and you're actually paying attention to the grind this time, right? Uh, yeah, well, not the grind. We're just doing the just doing the story quest. Well, yeah, I say grind like the actual quest of the story. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, that's one I really need to do. It's pretty funny. I, I'm only barely into it, but the beginning of it, I think was kind of funny. Uh, I just thought I would tell you about this. Um, so I ported into clockwork city. Like, you know, you automatically have a way shrine unlock. So I ported in and there's this Dunmer lady there. And it's like basically just this typical, like, Oh, you're here. Thank goodness. Uh, you know, and we're about to start the quest. Uh, but then she's like, Hey, actually, uh, my boss needs to talk to you, uh, and he's back in Mournhold in Deshaun. So could you go talk to him? 
Uh, I'm like, well, I just got here in Clockwork <laughs> City. She's like, yeah, I just go talk to my boss. Like, All right, fine. So I just turn around and go back to the way shrine, port <laughs> back to uh, Mournhold and go find this dude. And this dude, this dude's like, oh, sweet. Yeah. Hey, actually, I need you to go to Clockwork City to get this artifact for me. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, like, I was just there. Your assistant <laughs> told me to come here. Why couldn't she have just told me? He's like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I know how to get there. So follow me. I'm like, no, I know how to get there. Like, there's a there's a way shrine. It's no, it's no problem. I'll just go back. He's like, no, 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 no. Follow me. Come, come, come with me. There's a waterfall back behind uh, the city here. Uh, we're gonna get there. No problem. I'm like, dude, dude, dude. I already know how to get there. And he's like, come on, come on. <laughs> like, All right, fine. Gotta follow him. So um, it was just kind of a, a hilarious thing. And then we go back yeah. to Clockwork City. Me with this guy now. Uh, I guess I was probably meant. To encounter that quest a different way, probably. I probably wasn't meant to port directly into Clockwork City and start it that way. I was probably supposed to pick up that quest somewhere else somehow, but uh, I can't remember how I started it the first time I did it. But I just thought that was funny. Like, I was just getting bounced around (laughs) all over the place. Back and forth. Uh, And then then just that that weird moment. The guy's like, oh, yeah, don't worry. I know how to get to Clockwork City. I'm like, I was just there, dude. (laughs) I know how to get there. It's like, come on, it's it's a secret passage. Did that that expansion did that come out right before Morrowind or right uh, after the Morrowind expansion? It was after. I don't remember. I want to say it's it was after. That would make sense if it was after. I know the the storylines are kind of uh, tied together somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So that's what was going on there. I think that's mostly kind of has been my week. Just a lot of BGs and just trying uh, different uh, different characters out and just kind of making observations about. Who does well? Who doesn't? Um, it's it's hard for melee. It's hard for melee brawlers out there unless um, you're, a, you're a Templar with uh, with cleanse or you're a Stamsworth with streak. I think most other melee builds are, are struggling. Yeah, my uh, my Stam DK. I'm in the same boat. I've I've been struggling with that. That's the ulti gen build. Um, and you know you you leap in you know i usually he's got leap so much that i usually start the combo with my with a leap go through my combo and then his leap's already back but boy by the by after that first leap is over i'm already struggling in the middle of that fight with how much uh you know negative effects are on me so yeah. he's he's had a tough go of late um same thing with my stamp crow um the two-handed build that's those brawlers it's it's a tough life out there right now and neither one of those, neither one of those builds, I I don't even have a bow back bar on them, so they just have they've got to be up in people's faces, and so uh, I feel like most of the time I'm in BGs with them. I'm trying to I'm trying to protect myself, and then I'll usually hit a point in the BG where I'm like, all right, I'm tired of hiding behind line of sight. Like I'm just gonna go. I just get impatient at some point, and then I just start going after it, and then it usually ends poorly. So yeah, that's how it is. Like my Stam DK that uh, I was talking about earlier. Like I basically spend most of the match playing extremely defensively, and then I'll go try to take like a, an opportunity to take someone out, and it's like, man, the moment I even try, it's like <laughs> ten thousand negative effects. It's like um, you could hear the other players like, oh, look at this guy. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's a melee. <laughs> look at him; he's and come out from hiding. <laughs> And what's frustrating about it is it's also it's all passive damage. Like most of the damage that I'm taking, like the player applying it to me isn't even aware that it's happening. You know, it's it's like oh, yeah. so passive and unintentional. That's that's what I don't like about it because I feel like I'm just struggling against the environment, not not mm-hmm. necessarily other players. Yeah, um, they've already moved on, or they're focusing somebody else, or they're you know they're moving away from you. That's the frustrating part is that they're usually 
you know, because you can usually get close enough to hit him, but all of their procs and passives already hit you. So they're just spending that time getting away from you. And if you're trying to even get back within range of them, you're just your health bar is just sitting there melting as you're trying to get back. Yeah, it's, or trying to it's, get get back to them. It's so tough. Um, so and it's it's going to be even more that way uh, <laughs> starting starting Monday. So get ready for that. I think my my Stamcrow bow build is ready for it, and he's like. Listen, I'm no, I'm not saying I'm not part of the problem, okay? Like, I, <laughs> oh, we're both part of the problem. Uh, yeah, I mean, you just use what works, right? And that's what works yeah. right now. Um, and my my Stamcrow, I mean, he's using some of the the nastiest proc sets out there, uh, and uh, he's re- he's ready for Monday. He's going to be doing really, really well. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that, and we'll be doing a build spotlight on that dude. Uh, I don't know, probably in the next couple of weeks. I, it's totally done and ready. I'm just kind of waiting for a time that would be a good time to do it on the podcast, but like when there's not other stuff to be talking about and stuff. One thing I was going to say, so I, I kind of made a list of, of three things that I'm, I'm most excited about going into this new patch. So okay. I was going to, I was going to, I was going to list my three things and I'm curious to see if you know your three things, or maybe we can discuss and you can okay. discover your three things. So, and, and we've kind of already mentioned this in, in previous episodes, but, but the, the top three things that I'm most excited about, number one, just, there's an ulti-gen buff across the board, I feel like. Uh, ulti-gen is getting a massive buff. Bloodspawn's going back to the way it was. Decisive is getting one of the better trait buffs uh, among the trait buffs out there, I feel like. It's getting a huge buff. Uh, and then even the ulti-gen sets, so your Shulks, Champion of the Hiss, Werewolf Hide, every single one of those sets is getting a buff. I just kind of was looking at things, and as somebody who loves Ultimate Generation... To see everything across the board just kind of just get a buff. Uh, that's the number one thing I'm most excited about. Yeah, basically like everything ultimate build. related is straight yeah. buffed, right? That's my favorite type of build. So to see that buff across the board, I'm excited to see what that's going to do. It may it may not be a big enough buff to, to make a huge difference, but I'm, I'm, sh- I'm sure as heck excited to get in some battlegrounds and see what difference it does make. Uh, well, so any, that's my number one. one. Of those, I think any one of those things taken individually is a pretty small thing but if you have a build using you know multiple or even all of those things that i think it would add up to a significant buff to that build like um my uh, i have a stam dk that has basically three different ulti gen sets and a decisive trait so basically yeah she's just going to wake up on monday and have a lot more ultimate regen capability than she did the day before my stam dk might be i mean we're talking after these buffs is going to be pretty darn close to having leap as my spammable. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing, man. You would get you're, you're going to get reported for hacking. People are going to like be in disbelief at how frequent you're leaping and then report you for hacking. They're just going to from a distance, you know, if it's like the the lava battleground where you can see the whole battleground, just to see in a distance that's DK just leaping from player to player. They're like, what the heck is this guy? It's like leapfrogging across the map. <laughs> It's just how I travel around. It's not even, it's just the new travel. Uh, but yeah, so I, that's definitely the number one thing I'm most excited about is just the, 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 just the buff for ultimate generation. Um, the number two thing that I'm really excited about, and I've mentioned this too, I'm really excited to see how much harder my Stam Crow is going to hit. It may not be much harder, but um, the Sword Singer set and his whole build is dedicated around that Sword Singer set with the with the flat two handed um, weapon damage buff. And yeah. from that that set going from four fifty to six hundred, 
Uh, I can't wait to get into some PvP or some Battlegrounds just to see what difference I make. It may be small, it may maybe not. Maybe I'm maybe I'm like overhyping the difference, um, but that seems like a pretty significant, um, it's pretty significant buff. It's significant, uh, and what's cool too about that particular set, like usually the, these sets that uh, they add weapon damage to a specific like type of damage or a type of ability. The, the downside to that is, uh, well, they don't affect your heals. Uh, but with that, you're using Rally, and that's a, oh, two, yeah. that's a two-handed ability. So a 600 weapon damage buff to Rally is pretty awesome, actually. Yeah, so major heal buff and damage buff. You're, you're exactly right. Is that it's the heals are getting, My heals are going to be great. Um, plus, it's on a Stamcrow, so you know I do the uh, Spirit, so he already takes some damage reduction. I have that morph, so... Uh, I'm really excited to see what that's going to look like, and, and if if that's going to be if I maybe I'm overhyping that buff, but I, I really think he's going to hit. Uh, he's going to hit like a truck. Uh, this this upcoming patch. Oh yeah, I mean people uh, were flocking to New Moon Acolyte for 482 damage. So yep, you know 600 yep. absolutely. It's a lot. That's a that's a lot to get from one five piece set for sure. Um. And then just the last part of this is I'm just excited, you know, for the continuation of just the Grimoire uh, storyline, just to see where we're going. Um, I thought they did a fantastic job on the PvE side. They ended really well, good cliffhanger, but kind of good resolution at the same time. Uh, So I can't wait. We still have like a a story zone left later in the year as well. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I'm excited to see kind of get to the next steps of Graymore to, you know, We'll, we'll see what that looks like, but that's 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 my three things. Um, let's see. I'll I'll think of some things. I think the the probably the most obvious thing that I'm looking forward to is uh, is my uh, my Stamcrow uh, bow build that I've been talking about so much. Uh, just because I've basically just been sitting and waiting for this patch <laughs> to go live. Um, because the build is done and it's together. Uh, and it's good already. It's it's perfectly a great build right now, but it's just it's going to be so much better uh, on Monday. Uh, so I'm I'm really excited about that. So uh, the sheer venom set, the the buff that it's getting is it's going to be getting um, it'll, it'll deal up to 100% additional damage as your enemy loses health, and that that execute bonus kicks in immediately. It's not like below 50% health or whatever. It's below 100% health. So as they lose health, it's going to be doing more and more and more damage. I think the most important thing to mention there is that this build is already doing fantastic in, in Battlegrounds right now. So the fact that it's getting a significant buff going to this, I mean, this thing is going to be lethal. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for you just to see the kind of results that you're going to get uh, you know, once this patch drops. It's going to be downright trolly, honestly. <laughs> uh, it really is. Cause get, the, get the hate whispers ready. Because <laughs> the... The Sheer Venom is going to have that Execute bonus, plus, you know, you activate Sheer Venom with uh, Poison Injection, uh, which is a, a damage over time Execute ability. So it has Execute damage that kicks in at 50% health as well. So those are going to, like, stack on top of each other. Plus, I just have a lot of damage on top of that. Uh, they're just gonna, and, and they're going to be having, uh, you know, Blast Bones is going to be giving them a Major Defile, possibly even Minor Defile, because it deals disease damage, and disease damage can always possibly apply um, Minor Defile. 
So they're yeah. going to have all this execute damage, and they're going to be having an extremely difficult time healing. Healing already sucks in PvP, right? It's already like yeah, 60% reduced healing in PvP already. Uh, so having major hand minor defile and all this execute damage ticking away, plus just the, the burst attacks as well that are, that are coming from the build. That's kind of an underrated thing in, in, in Battlegrounds, right? Well, really just PvP right now is, is how minor and major defile are everywhere right now. So on top oh, of yeah. how dangerous it is out there, and on top of the nerfs to healing, those debuffs, they're just just—they're on you almost all the time now. Well, that's that's a big part of what makes it so difficult, because there's all these proc sets are so popular, and they're, and they're being passively applied to you. And also, um, stamina necromancers are extremely popular as well. And so you have all these, this AoE major and minor defile just popping off all over the place. It's just... It's it can be extremely difficult just to just to outheal the environment. Yeah, it's it's crazy that it's it takes a lot of patience. But the strategy in battlegrounds right now really is you have to play, you have to be so strategic with your strikes. Like you yeah. really need to be line of sighting, staying safe, taking you know taking care of yourself, and your entire team needs to be doing it, and be very strategic when you strike because that as soon as the team gets impatient. And makes one wrong step. That's it. Just it just sets the tone for the whole match. And then yeah. it, you can see a team, you know, once they get impatient and it leads, you know, they start dying. It leads to more frustration, and so they start getting more and more impatient. It. Uh, I've seen entire battleground matches just completely change because you can tell one person was like, "All right, I'm tired of, of this defensive, strategic patience uh, strategy," and then it just switches the whole battleground. Yeah, yeah, it really does. So. Um... So that's Sheer Venom. And then the other set, the other five-piece set that he's using is um, uh, Poisonous Serpent. And uh, that one, I think it, I think is getting buffed as well. It's, I guess, technically, mathematically, it's not really getting buffed. It's going to be, on average, about the same. But uh, right now, the way it works is it, it procs on, on light. It has a 50% chance to proc uh, on your light attacks uh, with no cooldown. Uh, and then the change is going to be it's a guaranteed proc, uh, but with a two-second cooldown. So, you know, the way it is right now, on average, you're getting it about every other light attack. Um, but on, starting on Monday, it's going to be guaranteed every other light attack. Um, so I think I think that's better. The, the upside for it right now is sometimes you can get lucky and get it, say, like five light attacks in a row, you know, and that could be really sweet. Uh, but you can also yeah. get equally unlucky as well. <laughs> yeah. um, so... Um, I, I, I welcome the consistency there. I think that's going to be good. Yeah, I think the important part of that too with your build is that you just are, you're already hitting for so much damage that the consistency of that, I think, is going to, I think you're right. I think that's going to help you. Um, yeah. yeah, so that's the, I'd say that's probably the number one thing I'm looking forward to is just that build um, just getting so much better all of a sudden. Um, that's that's going to be just fun to, to watch and just play around <laughs> with. Um Kind of like we talked about on the last episode, the stuff that I'm most kind of pleased with happening this patch is all the all the little things um, like um, Munda stones and armor traits and jewelry traits, weapon traits, uh, all that stuff being uh, adjusted in in some very good ways. I think um, that's I, I like all that stuff. I, I like the fact that like the the recovery Munda stones are being buffed significantly. And at the same time, uh, the Divine's trait is being buffed as well. And so if you're using both of those things, which a lot of my characters are, you know, that's just an instant double buff right there. 
Yeah. Uh, and it's going to allow me a lot more freedom to build, to work more damage into those builds because I have a lot more recovery than I than I did before. Um, and stuff like that, like well-fitted is getting buffed and the swift trait is getting buffed. And kind of like I mentioned on the last episode, I have several characters that use both of those traits together as well. So again, that's a double buff that all those characters are going to be getting. And there's just tons of little examples like that. Like they, I feel like they were pretty clever about these things that are, are getting buffed and they're kind of buffing things that that do go together so that you would want to use those together. It really is. It's the time of theory crafting right now. Like, I mean, and all the time I played ESO, I haven't played since launch, but since one Tamriel, I I would argue that this is the best time for theory crafting, especially PvP. Uh, yeah. Especially PvP. I don't, you know, maybe there's another time in PvE where it was competing, but I would argue that this has been the top tier time for actual full theory crafting with creativity and, and builds and, and piecing things together. Yeah, there really is so many possibilities. I guess, you know, I don't know. I, I agree with you. That's I agree. There's That's totally true. There's so many, like, viable options right now, except you go into a battleground and it's just venomous smite <laughs> as far as the eye can see. So it's like not... It seems like not everyone has taken advantage of all these possibilities, that's but the, the, true, the possibilities are out there for sure. <laughs> I mean, I, I look at Vitibus Might as it's it's the new set, it's the it's the you know, it's the the flashy brand new set, new zone. Um you know, it's it's kinda it kinda took the place I mean, I think a lot of people still use New Moon. Uh I think Venomous Might's just kinda taking the places. That's kind of all the rage, that's kind of the flashy set to have right now. So um you know, I just look at it as eventually that set's probably gonna come down a peg. Oh, it's for sure going to get nerfed eventually. <laughs> you can you can quote scrolling podcast on Scroll that podcast. Uh, um, I'll eat my hat if it doesn't yeah. get nerfed eventually. Within I would say within a calendar year. Right? Cat stamp seal of approval. <laughs> that's getting nerfed. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else. You still got one. You still got number three. Oh. Um... Let's see, Bobby's getting buffed. I actually wanted to I wanted to go back to Bobby for a second. So okay. the first set you mentioned, you said the buff is that it the executes happening at hundred percent. What what are the what's the more detail of that change? Like what is it currently right now and what is it going to? So right now what that set does is what the five piece does is when you deal damage with an execute ability, it deals it, it applies like a poison dot for six seconds, I think it is. Uh, and so, you know, the trick is you use poison injection because that's an execute ability, but it's also a damage over time ability. So it procs the set. Uh, and then when the set drops off, poison injection ticks again and reprocs it. Um, so they, they go really, really well together. So that's all it is. It just applies a damage over time. Um, but so the buff is now that damage over time is going to be increasing as your target loses health. Up to up to one hundred percent additional damage, uh, you know, the lower they get. Wow! So it's yeah, that that makes a lot of sense because really the doubling down of that even is, you know, it's already a great executability. You're using it to proc that, but you also use, it's a great executability. So that makes yeah, a lot you, of sense. Is that that's going to be an insane executability now? You use an executability to proc it, and then the proc itself is an execute. Um, so <laughs> it's it's yeah, it's really nice. Um, yeah, it's going to be vicious. Um, I don't know if I have a third thing. I mean, I guess, you know, that the second thing I said was kind of a bunch of things, right? Like a, a moon to stones and traits and all that kind of stuff. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, in general, I think the thing I'm, I'm most happy about is what you were just saying, like how much, uh, flexibility and creativity, uh, is kind of allowed right now in, in the current meta. We are in this really very much a, a proc meta, but that doesn't mean that that's the only stuff that works. And there's lots of, you know, other build types that definitely work, you know, like my, my Stamplar doesn't use a single proc item whatsoever. And she's one of my very best characters. Um, yeah. So uh, I, I like the fact that, yeah, you can use like uh, like five pieces of this and three pieces of this and two pieces of this and one piece of this. And, you know, you can really cobble together these uh, these builds in so many different ways to get everything dialed in just the way you like it. Like it's so it's easier than ever to get your build just exactly in that sweet spot that you're looking for. Um, so. To exactly your type of play style, too. Well, you know, you can really customize it for the different play type of playstyle to really, you know, if you enjoy one different style, all this theory crafting and customization really lets you kind of go all in on, on what works best for you. Oh yeah, it's, it's great. And I know I've, I've, I've mentioned it lots of times before, but um, you know, in the past I've always, uh, I've always been more willing to sacrifice damage than, than I am willing to sacrifice the playstyle that I'm trying to, to have. Uh, and so in past metas, I just the the builds that I was using that I had fun with really didn't hit all that hard, uh, and I'm I'm actually having a lot of fun now because now I'm I'm running builds that have like five thousand <laughs> weapon damage, you know, uh, but they're also you know they have this like roly poly kind of dodgy speedy sort of play style that I like, uh, and I felt like in the past it was just it was difficult to have both of those things, um, but you know we have base crit resistance I can I can really use it well fitted a lot more. Um, and we have that ring of the wild hunt and there's just there's just so many different ways to and all the the arena weapons are much more uh, accessible now as well so that's just a another way to pack more damage into the build um so yeah i'm really i'm really pleased with a lot of things about the current meta i i would like to see this um this proc meta toned down a bit it's probably not going to happen for another couple of patches and that's fine it goes sure. in cycles you know whatever yeah. um and I think you can always adjust, you know, like when we're in something like this, like the proc meta or the dot meta, there there are certain classes <laughs> that excel in those metas. And I guess you and I do all right. We we always have a pretty relaxed attitude because we have a bunch of different characters. And so it's like, okay, it's a proc meta or it's a dot meta. I'm just going to mostly play with my Templar then because I can just cleanse that stuff off. No big deal. Yeah. Um, so I think that's the key, just kind of having a variety of characters that you can kind of switch around because I think no matter what the meta is, uh, if you have a, a varied enough roster, you're going to be able to log in with, with someone that you're going to have a good time with. I was thinking as you were talking about the dot meta again, I was having, you know, nightmare flashbacks. I feel like we should get like an in-game badge saying like, I survived the dot meta. <laughs> we might, and we might be saying the same thing about that, you know, a couple of months from now with the proc meta. So. Have you seen that meme? It's like a... It's it's like a close-up picture of a chihuahua like superimposed over this like war scene <laughs> it like makes it look like this chihuahua's having this like intense flashback of a like being in a in a war or something like that i guess not but it's like that, that when, I, yeah. when i think of the dot meta it's yeah. like i hear i hear like this music and i'm like, no i survived the dot meta <laughs> I think the meta that we're in right now is even worse than that. I think it's an even more volatile. Because the thing with the dot meta is at least somebody had to look at you and on purpose yeah. cast that ability at you. 
that's not the case now at all, man. Someone can just throw uh, a couple of AOEs on the ground and not even know yep. that you're there at all. Uh, and- well, and specifically, too, we have Malkath Band in this meta. And that yeah. combined with this is really, especially for, for BGs specifically. Uh, yes. That is a that is a nasty it's a nasty little uh, cherry on top for this current situation. Yeah. I've seen I mean I've heard people call it the the pay to win band of brutality. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean you're right in no CP it is especially pronounced, but it's it's not just there. It's it's I mean I was running around in Cyrodiil uh, in in CP Cyrodiil on my DK who wears that the band of brutality and it's pretty darn yeah. effective there too. If it's say. on, if it's if it's paired with the right setup, it's it is a it's a nasty combination. Yeah, and we talked about it before, but you know, maybe some listener hasn't listened to the episode where we were talking about that. So just kind of rehash it again. You know, when you're when you're dealing critical damage to someone, typically without just in a typical case, you're dealing fifty percent bonus damage to them. But when you consider the fact that they have critical resistance. You're actually not dealing 50% additional damage to them. You're dealing more like 20% or so additional damage to them. And that's like 50% of the time on a typical crit rate, on a typical build. Um, so, you know, when you think of the Malakath Band Brutality, you're dealing 25% additional damage that, that doesn't interact with critical resistance at all. Um, the math kind of works out. So it's basically as if you have a 100% crit rate. Because you're dealing about as much damage as a crit would do, but you're doing it on every single attack. Um, yeah. You know, and, and their crit resistance doesn't factor in whatsoever. So it's just it's so so powerful in PvP. And like you and I have talked about lots of times before, Davius, it's it's something that takes you by surprise if you <laughs> if you've mostly been messing with it in PVE and like beating up monsters and stuff with it. You're like, oh yeah, this thing seems pretty strong. Okay, that's pretty cool. <laughs> It's a it's a totally different thing when you're when you're up against players. Uh, it just it just melts them uh, immediately. Uh, it's a, it's a sight to behold. <laughs> it's basically when you're hitting some PvP PVE monsters with it. It's like, it's like some smooth jazz playing in the background, and then you get into the <laughs> battleground, and just like some crazy heavy death metal just immediately starts playing. You're like, oh my god, what happened? <laughs> Um, yeah, because you're think, you're used to you're used to kind of coming up against critical resistance, I think. So you kind of have an idea of how difficult it is to take a player down, and then all of a sudden, like it's just that critical resistance is gone, and you're just bypassing yeah. it entirely, and it, it's it's wild. Well, I think it's important to note right now too is that we're so well, we're we're still really new with this, you know, built-in crit resist with players. You know, we're players are starting to go away from M pin. They're starting to add less and less of it on the builds. I think that's important to to note right now, too, where Malakath is so effective right now, is that a lot of players, and this is true for me, too, with a lot of my builds, I've got so many builds, I don't have the transmute crystals to change all these characters. They were rocking full impin. And so I don't have, I haven't had a chance to change all that full impin right now. So, you know, it's it's harder than ever in PvP to crit somebody or to have effective crit. Because I think a lot of players out there are still, you know, they're still over crit resist with the built-in crit resist with all the impin pieces. I don't think everybody has switched everything over yet. I think people are starting to switch and starting to move away from it. But I still think it's recent enough that not everybody has made those changes. So that kind of doubles down on why Malakath is so effective. Is they crit, you know, it really kind of hasn't balanced itself out yet where 
you know, people have got their crit resist back to the usual levels. I think everybody's running a little higher than usual right now. And so it it it, it really makes that Malakath band shine right now. Yeah, I think I think a lot of players probably do like just kind of oh I'll just go all in pin. That's that's the PvP trait. And it even um it's even still like in the um, the little tips that you get when you die, that you know they put those smart alecky little <laughs> tips in there which i i like them i think they're funny oh they're great uh, but one of those tips is it tells you to wear more impen mm-hmm. um so i feel like they haven't even updated those kind of tips and stuff because i feel like impen is yeah to- less important than ever i mean i mean think about it malakath band of brutality can't crit we're also in a proc meta proc sets cannot crit so your yep. your impen isn't doing anything against those either yep. um so yeah really Really, it's interesting because, like I said, the built-in crit resist, people are probably running more crit resist than they ever have, but it's really the least effective it's ever been, like you just said, with all, you know, proc sets, the Malakaf bin. Um, and I think that will eventually balance itself out, and, and it, I think it currently is, uh, but I still think there's a lot of instances where it, it hasn't fully balanced out yet. Yeah. I think eventually, like, we... we... Kind of look at things a year or so from now when the dust is kind of settled from it all and it mm-hmm. it's going to be a an interesting little paper rock scissors situation there because you can kind of take a gamble on whether you think someone has a lot of crit resist or not and depending on your build you're either going to do be doing a lot of damage to them or hardly yeah. any damage to them i i've always imagined how great that's going to be when like you said there's like these three players ones rocking crazy high crit and they go hit a player that, you know, that has the Malakath, you know, or that has a whole bunch of crit resist and they do nothing. And then the Malakath land hits that player, another player yeah. with the Malakath bit, hits that player, starts doing a lot of damage, but then that other high crit player starts hitting that player, that player's got no win pin. Uh, it's just going to be really funny to see that yeah, exactly. pull, come into play later on. There's so, many, there's so many things and there's only so much room in a build to invest in different types of defense that's that's why i always like um kind of investing in speed more than anything else because that's going to be effective no matter what Um, no matter what that will always be a benefit for sure yeah no matter what kind of damage someone's throwing at you if you can just dodge it or just not take any of it then that's that's you know that's pretty effective (laughs) it always works uh and i think right now like the meta that we're in right now uh mobility is more important than ever uh, you're gonna have to be able to run and duck and hide to to, to recover from, from yeah. you know all the stuff we've been talking about. This has kind of been, been turned into a, just like a meta like episode, <laughs> just, uh, talking gonna, just talking about the meta. It turned into meta. a BG report. We didn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, kind of. So there's another thing that I was going to ask you, just kind of, you know, with the upcoming patch, obviously it's kind of exciting that it's it's finally happening, it's coming. So, you know, we've talked a lot about the new sets. I was curious to see, and you may not even end up using any of these new sets, but I was curious to see your vote, if you were to use one of these new sets, what's the one you would for sure be going to? I know that you well, talked I'm... a lot about Elemental Catalyst and Unleashed Terror, but I didn't know if there was one that you were for sure I'm going to be using that set. Those would be the two that I'm most interested in. And I'm still, I'm pretty sure I'm at least going to farm Unleashed Terror and try it. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I think it would, it's, it's on that same Stam DK uh, build that I was talking about that, that melee brawler. Um, I want to try that out on her. Cause I think it would fit that build really well, even though I'm 
I'm kind of discouraged on that build right now just because I don't think this is a good meta for, for that build. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not giving up on it because it, it can be good. It kind of depends on the composition of the match. You know, if I get in certain matches where I'm up against certain types of builds and stuff, it's it's still very, very good. Um, so yeah, uh, Unleashed Terror is probably the main one. I'm, I'm at least going to try, um, but I'm not totally sure. Honestly, right now I'm using Bone Pirate as her main like five piece set, and I'm kind of liking that. You you love you some Bone Pirate. It's one of, I, that's one I of the like classics. Bone Pirate. It's it's a lot of <laughs> it's a lot of stats. It gives you a lot of good stats. Um, and I know so, that yeah. with the with the changes, you're a little bit down on Elemental Catalyst still, right? Yeah, uh, the wind's out of my sails on that one now. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I'm gonna bother because that's two. That's basically like two, two grinds I would have to do to to do that build I was wanting to do because that's that would be for a necromancer healer build was the idea there, and so I would have to farm five pieces of elemental catalyst from a DLC dungeon, uh, and then for that build I would have to also farm a uh, black rose prison ice staff. Um, so that's that's two farms that. I, would, I think I, I think I was willing to do, but they this last PTS iteration, um, they they nerfed it so much that I don't know if it's going to be worth the time and energy, especially considering that that build is already pretty good as it is, and it's all, even even as it is right now, it's getting buffed uh, this next yeah. patch. So um, I'll probably not. I'll probably not mess with that. I, I I can't tell if you'll be surprised by this or not surprised by this, but for me personally. I think I will be going forward. I just because it's so far out there. I think I'm really gonna try this werewolf buff build, where I, he's not just surprised the, at all. <laughs> <laughs> this ultimate buff build, and so the two sets obviously to make that work are both. There's two sets that are coming out with this patch. Is the Craglin's Howl, so that's the one that after an enemy dies. Um, you basically get a synergy that an, an, the, an ally can activate. It gives them and you 12 ultimate. And that paired up with, um, might be saying this wrong, but the Arcasis' Ar genius? Yeah, I think uh, that's, that's how I say it, yeah. And so that one is when you drink the potion, you and three group members gain 44 ultimate. Just pairing those two sets together, and, and I just love the idea. I, Ultigen, everybody knows, you know, Nord, I'm Nord through and through. Ultigen, that's my favorite. So to force my teammates all to basically be, here's your Ultigen, everybody's joining in. Yeah, On think, a of, um, think if you're rolling with, think if I'm like uh, in group with Betsy, a Templar who used Crescent Sweep costs like 71 ultimate, you know, and yeah. so you're just, you're just keeping that filled up for me at all times, basically. Yeah, then. you're going to be, you're going to be having nice. that thing all the time. And I love it, too, because I think it's going to work really well. I think it's cool to have a werewolf buff build. I think that's really going to catch me Yeah, a werewolf hard. support build. That's really cool. <laughs> werewolf support build. And I think it will work really, really well with other werewolves. Like, if I have other werewolves in the group, they're going to benefit huge from it. You know, they're going to all be able to be in werewolf form all the time. Um, so I'll have, you know, yeah, they the, probably won't even have to worry about like feeding on bodies and stuff at all. Yeah. So I'll do, you know, I'll do the, the packed abilities to kind of help, you know, with the group, other werewolves. So I think I'm going to have a lot of fun with that build. Yeah. It'll be interesting to try to make, I, I have no idea, uh, how I'll work the abilities and things like that, but you know, I've already got, um, I've already got my werewolf build kind of put in place and, and in, you know, I've talked about this. It's a, it's a night blade werewolf build that I'm putting together. Um, and the name is Gift of the Rift. 
And so the fact that it's going to be this ultimate give ultimate to the group, I feel I like it gives name. it gives gift of the rift a whole new meaning. It's that's true. It's going to be the gift of ultimate regeneration. Yep, this is the gift of the rift, uh, <laughs> and it just kind of ties back to you know Nords have ultimate regeneration. So do you have a like a head canon like personality for this character in your mind yet? Oh yeah, he he is a hundred percent built and even looks like it. Basically. A character from Gangs of New York. Any character from that movie, I've made this guy look like that. Um, I think just of that style. Uh, just you say the name Gift of the Rift, and I'm thinking like uh, Gaston from from uh, Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> yes. <You know>? yep. <laughs> like that kind it, of bravado. It, yep. That works as well. Um, I, I'm not a, I'm not an expert on Gangs of New York, but there's there's a character in the movie that is he's uh, he's kind of on the bad guy gang and, and he's a bald guy. He's like really stout. I think he's an Irishman. Uh, this character looks almost identical to that guy. That's kind of who I think of when I was making him. So okay, I I was into that movie at the time. It was a good movie. Yeah, it was a good one. Daniel uh, Day, one of the greats. Oh, one of the greats. <laughs> Um, but I think I think it's a done deal. I think I'm locked in. I'm gonna try to put this build together. So I'll I'll, I'll farm um, both of those sets, and I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be really fun to see. Uh, the only problem is is that it will have to be a group build because I think going around I'm just gonna hit like a wet noodle, uh, just giving ultimate. So maybe you can have like an alternate like solo gear loadout that you can yeah, switch to. Yeah, I I might do something like that, just a real simple just max stamina build for the werewolf build. That's a, you know, an easy way to make werewolves hit real hard, but mm-hmm. um, those are definitely the two sets that I'm I'm looking forward to with this this new upcoming patch. I think that's going to be a really cool fun idea yeah. to to and it's going to be, you know, when it's in a group, it's going to be so fun to just see all these ultimates going off. So so much more often than they would be. Um, yeah, like, like I think that's why you like ultimate builds so much, right? Because the the ultimate abilities, those are the flashiest. Oh yeah, biggest, it's all the flash, bombastic stuff. So yeah, you get like just seeing those visual effects more often will be cool. Yeah, and and you know, imagine this, you know, me running around with this with you and your. You're gonna break your... Cyrodiil with that build. Dude. <laughs> 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 it's, a, it's it's gonna just shut it down. It's just gonna crash the server. Too what was ultimates. it? Gift of the Rift. Yeah. <laughs> he got Gift us the again. Rift on. We had, we had uh, 200 negates cast simultaneously <laughs> across the server. Oh, I love I love the idea of this build. I also love the idea of running this build with your Stam DK. That's the ultimate generating set. Just to see, you know, with this with an ultimate gen set. Or oh, gen yeah, that build. would be kind of hilarious. we got to try that. <laughs> Man, too bad we can't have group BGs, uh, right? Oh, It's yeah. like every. Every time we have that that conversation, like, oh, wouldn't these two characters be cool together? Oh, yeah, we could have tried that a year ago. <laughs> uh, we need we need like just some really sad music to play every time we say, oh, wouldn't that be cool, group beaches, and then just cue the sad music because there's. I might make that. That would be funny. <laughs> make a little just sound clip every time we mention. Uh-oh. The group BGs and how it used to be. Just a little. I'll just push a button. So. Yeah. Here it is. Let's just take, let's just take a moment to, to remember. Um, or some like, yeah. sad piano music or something. <laughs> really more than ever, how many cool combos we could have with group PGs. I feel I like know. we would run into Man, that. Man, it would be so... I miss it. I miss it so much. Especially, like, I really love my support builds. Uh, and it's, like, it's hard to play with them uh, without being on combat. At least one other person. Yeah. 
yeah, it just it, it is tough. Uh, support builds and BGs right now are very very tough. Um, yeah, turn Davius was an, a PvP support build only, and he's more you of don't a tank. Even play with that guy anymore. He's, he's a PVE character now. He's a PVE tank more than anything. Now. Yeah. Um. All right. I guess. Do you have anything else to say as far as what you've been up to this week or stuff you're looking forward to? Any of that kind of stuff? I will put out that I really do hope that people flood Cyrodiil when these tests go live. I know that we're about to kind of talk about them a little bit and so they mentioned some changes, but I really do hope people flood Cyrodiil during this just so they can get the most data as possible. I know it's going to be miserable during these tests, but uh, the most anything we can do to get Cyrodiil yeah, so let's get in, let's get into that a little bit. Let's let's talk a little bit about what little news there is this week. It's very <laughs> very little. I feel uh, like we both went bug eyed when it was like no patch notes. It's like what? Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, so that's a, that's the first thing that took us by surprise. It's like okay, Monday, here we go. What are the what are those match posts gonna say? Um, and we pull up the forums, and um, of course, someone has made the the weekly thread that we're obligated to make which is where are the natch potes right and everyone <laughs> makes a bunch of memes it's always great fantastic um, so that thread was there i jump in there gina bruno had already chimed in so i'm like oh sweet they're, they're coming she's she's gonna be telling us they're coming soon it's all good but then i read the comment and um no 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 patch this week uh so yeah this this last week uh, it's just the, a continuation of the previous week of PT, PTS. So no no changes to discuss this week at all. So we'll see what happens on Monday. Um, almost certainly going to be a surprise or two, even if it's minor. You know, usually what happens, they kind of stealthily slide in the surprise uh, on, the, on the live patch. It's usually something that's hidden in like a fix. You know, it'd be like, oh, we fixed an issue where yada, yada, yada. Uh, and it, it sounds like, oh, it's a bug. They fixed it. That's a good thing. But actually the thing that they quote unquote fixed, like, like really affects a lot of things and like how a lot of people play. So, um, <laughs> so we'll see. I still, I would be, I would put a wager out there. There's still some sort of Thrasian. There's going to be some last minute Thrasian change. that slides. I really hope so. That would be, that would be nice. <laughs> Uh, I, I want to want that item, you know, like I, I still, I still haven't farmed for it. Like it's such a neat idea. It's just such a, an out there item in general. Like I, yeah. I kind of, it would be cool to just have it and try to make a build around it. But I, I think right now I'm not interested in putting forth the effort. Yep. I'm with you. Um, I guess that's a, that's another topic. Uh, so no PTS patch this week. We'll just have to see what happens on Monday. That's when the live, uh, stone thorn patch is happening on PC um you know I, I was realizing we don't we don't mention often enough what platform we're on like when we're telling people to contact us in game and stuff like that we should start doing that we play on that's pcna uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> that's a very good point if anybody's out there whispering us and just to know just to empty silence we apologize <laughs> um so on the topic of these cyrodiil aoe tests so um there was a dev comment on this. Gina Bruno uh, made a, a forum post uh, talking about this. So for one, they're they're going to be pushing back these tests a little bit. Instead of starting uh, August 24th, which is the day the patch goes live, um, they're going to wait till September 8th to start implementing these tests. That's a Tuesday. Uh, and each one of these tests, they say, uh, is going to last about a week each. 
Um, so, uh, so yeah, that'll be pushed back a little bit. Um, they say uh, Gina says that we'll push uh, a full outline of all the plans uh, of all the plan tests and their start end dates in the next couple of weeks. Uh, they said that they decided uh, to add a couple of additional tests involving groups. That's very interesting. I wonder what. Yeah, I'm really interested by that that line. I'm I'm intrigued, and that they pushed it back. Uh, that's there's a lot of lot of um, room for mystery here. With, with they pushed the test backs, and now they've got some new group tests. I gotta say, I'm pretty encouraged by that um, that statement right there because I think I think. Group group dynamics uh, could be a could possibly be a major factor uh, in the performance in Cyrodiil, and I know that's that's some uh, feedback that's been given lots of times by lots of different people, uh, and I think it could it could be a big factor if they look at like group sizes, and they're already looking at group healing. Like they've talked about how some healing sets are only going to apply to people that are within your group. Uh, if they expand that idea to actually AOE healing abilities and stuff like that, I think we could be on to a, a very, very positive track there without having to do all this cooldown nonsense that nobody wants. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's the dream, right? Is that they fix all this just by making all these abilities and heals and AOEs, you know, just affect group members, right? I mean, that's yeah. that's the dream. And then we could still keep our same type of combat. I could that could affect uh, performance and um, could improve balance in CP PvP as well. It could actually be you, we could actually have a meta where you can kill people in CP PvP and no CP possibly because there, there's not nearly as much passive healing going on. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty cool. I feel like that's that's kind of an encouraging statement. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing what, what's going on there. And yeah, just like you were saying, Davis, it's extremely important that as many people as possible participate. As, as annoying as it might be to, to play your character and kind of feel like you're hobbled, um, you know, I, I know, I understand it's going to be a challenge. Um, but the, the more people that can get in there, the more uh, data that can be collected, the more feedback that, be, that can be given. I mean, if for no other reason, just to have hundreds and hundreds of players giving feedback saying this sucks please don't do this you know, <laughs> yeah like, exactly <laughs> uh i mean seriously just even if for no other reason just for that uh it's it's worth the time spent i think yeah yeah i think i mean partly yeah you summed that up perfectly i mean i don't see anybody saying this but maybe somebody goes in there and, and during one of these tests and they say you know what this is actually isn't that bad like i, I could live with this and, and this is this is okay and if you made these changes it's not as bad as when i read um i don't predict that but just like you said you you don't really know until we but to give them all the data so they can have as much information as possible to make the best choice going forward yeah and just a reminder again um like we were we had said before we had talked about before um when they did that that odd testing cycle uh, regarding light and heavy attacks, where they were just kind of flipping that whole thing on its head, uh, and basically the whole entire community was like, "No, don't like that. Don't do that, please." And they they totally went back on that. Totally did not implement that at all. So I think a lot of people like to say like the devs never listen. It's no use giving feedback, but there are plenty of examples of them listening to feedback and and making adjustments based on that. They don't always do it. They oftentimes have their own ideas about what they want to do. And our feedback just 
isn't in alignment with where they're trying to go with things. So they don't always listen, but they do they do receive the feedback. And oftentimes I've seen with my own two eyes, the feedback does have an effect. Yeah. So that's what's going on with that. Uh, there was a press release, create a bustling hub of activity with character padding. Um, so it's just uh, just a web article talking about this new character pathing feature um, in housing. It's There's no new information that hasn't been discussed lots of times already. So I'm not going to really go over any of that. But it's cool to see, like, I think this is kind of the first official, like, public press release about this new feature. So if you kind of want to see how that's being presented. Um, I am really excited for the character pathing. I, I did. I haven't. I feel like I haven't talked about that as much. I haven't had a chance to get to our guild hall to, to do much yeah. design. Yeah. Are you lately. gonna Are you gonna do some stuff in the guild hall? Uh, oh yeah. I, I I This is gonna be my stamp of approval for this week. <laughs> our guild hall with character pathing. This is gonna take our guild hall to the next level. We're gonna be next level. I, I want when people visit the guild hall. They're gonna feel like they're in an ESO city. It's gonna look like yeah, a city. like they're gonna think like a de- like a dev design. Yes, place. that is that is the goal. So I'm I'm this is my stamp for approval that once yeah. once we get a hold of this character pathing, uh, the guild hall is gonna be next level. That's cool, man. I really want. Uh, I would you know they have these new uh, what do they call them? These new NPCs that you can put in your house, house guests mm-hmm. or something like yep. that, maybe. Yeah, uh, I would love them to take that idea a step further and let us have like a, a woodworker and a clothier yes. and a blacksmith, like those types of NPC uh, merchants to, mm-hmm. to station in your house. Because we have a cool crafting area in the guild hall. It'd be awesome to have those NPCs there that I could like buy uh, materials and stuff from. That'd yeah. be so cool. Have them set up there. Yeah, that would be. But I wonder if they, awesome. I wonder if they intentionally want to avoid that because they want to they want to make sure you have a reason to visit cities at least once in a while. I feel like as long as you keep the writs in cities, you're fine. You're always, as long as you have the, the guild traders and the writs in cities, you're always going to have enough traffic in cities. As long as you don't ever take just, you know, don't yeah. ever bring those outside of the cities. But I think those two are powerful enough to pull people to cities constantly. Yeah. You're probably right about that. So yeah, maybe they'll add those kind of NPCs in the future. I mean, it seems like that's not, outside the realm of possibility i mean there's mm-hmm. still lots of i'm sure there's still that that idea might be on a drawing board somewhere you know i think housing is is a component to this game that is growing i'm pretty sure and i think it uh, is something that they're inv- interested in investing in yeah um that's all the news so yeah no, no pts this week serial aoe tests pushed back uh, a little while uh and there's going to be some some group uh stuff added to those tests that's really cool and then the character pathing news article so super duper slow news week i'm actually really impressed that we've been able to to talk this long <laughs> with such a slow slow week hey, you say theory crafting to me and you can go on and on and on for a while that's yeah. all it takes uh, plus, I feel like you know we have we haven't had a whole lot of chance to really dive into this this PvP meta, and so that was something that we've we've kind of briefly talked about, but we, it was good to actually be able to kind of dive into it. Yeah, yeah, we haven't really. Yeah, you're right. We haven't like talked about it extensively, even like off mic. We haven't really uh, talked all that much about just kind of the state of things and what we think about it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm I am looking forward to uh, to Monday to this patch. I think I'm a little nervous about the <laughs> the meta the the meta that we're currently in, and basically we're just going to be on like a 
like a more extreme version of the current meta, more or less. But <laughs> at the same time, I mean, my characters that are benefiting from this meta are going to be benefiting even more come Monday. So, you know, I'm both I'm both nervous and excited at the same time. I think it's going to be fun. Uh, and this stuff always goes in cycles. Uh, this time next year, we're going to be on to a totally different kind of meta that might be stat-based or whatever. Um, you know, like I said, like we were talking about earlier, Davius, the, the key is to have a diverse roster so that you can always adjust. Uh, yeah. No matter what, there's going to be some type of spec, some class, some uh, build um, that's going to excel more than others. So that's what, that's what you want to do. But I know that's probably not the solution for some people. I know some people, like like our buddy, shout out to Grizzly Khan. Uh, <laughs> uh, Grizzly Khan, you know, shout out of the week. <laughs> shout out of the week. I knew we'd find a way. Uh, but Grizzly has like a main character that he mostly plays with all the time, you know, and he doesn't like to juggle a bunch of ults. Uh, yeah. Or a bunch of alts. Um, although he does have some, uh, but, he, you know, he likes to spend most of his time on one character, and I think a lot of people are that way. So... It is a bummer, you know, if, um, you know, you're on a certain spec that doesn't really excel right now. Uh, and um, it might be, it might be, it might be more difficult for some people than others to make that adjustment. I can, I can definitely yeah, sympathize with that. For sure. I will say this, that I do, I do, do think we have to give a shout out to ESO specifically as an MMO is that if there's any MMO out there, ESO is the best one to build alts on because you, it's the only, well, at least of the major ones out there, it's the only one that once you build a character, max that character out, you know, you can kind of put them on a shelf and just tinker with them. You don't ever have to worry about them falling behind or all their gear going to trash. Um, you really can kind of build them, put them on a shelf and just kind of revisit them whenever you're able to, but they're still right up, you know, just as relevant as, as they ever are, as they always are. Yeah, I've I've never played any other MMOs, but I've I've heard that lots of times that uh this this the the leveling process, like the post leveling process, is much much smoother in this game than it is in other. Yes, MMOs. very much so. It's cool. Well, man, I think we've probably been talking long enough. <laughs> uh, honestly, surprisingly, quite a while. A lot longer yeah. than I was expecting. Yeah. No emails this week, but if you'd like to send us an email, you can get a hold of us nice. at scrollinpodcast at gmail.com. That's scrollin with an I-N, scrollinpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also hit us up in-game on PCNA. Uh, I'm Ket, um, I'm Ket Sparrowhawk. Davius is at Starjumper. Um, you know, just hit us up, uh, say hello, ask us a question, tell us a joke. Uh, we have a guild called Stoons Goons that's mainly a social guild with a bit of a pvp focus but we do a, a lot of everything we do a lot of pve as well we even do a little bit of goofy role playing nothing weird don't worry uh, <laughs> uh that's the title right there nothing there weird, we go yeah worry. that's it right there. <laughs> <laughs> write it down write it down um yeah, so I guess, yeah, that's uh, that's the episode right there. We hope to hear from you, and we will catch you next time on episode 29.